This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, joining us on the line right now, independent representative representing Woonsocket in the northern part of the state. And it's our friend, independent representative, John Brien. Rep, thank you uh, again for taking the time to speak with us. I want to commend you for speaking out and give you a moment to talk about some of this voter legislation that you have put forth. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate the time. Yeah, you know, there was a uh, recent vote on a piece of legislation that I put forward at the Board of Elections where they voted the board. Now, this is an important thing. The board voted four to two against my legislation. And the legislation would, it was covered in the newspaper, but it was only half covered, John. And I think the second part of it is what you'll find probably more important and more interesting. The first part of the legislation is to uh, is to decrease the period of early voting yep. in the state of Rhode Island. Look, I think you and I can agree. We've created in Rhode Island election season to have You're right. you know, to have 20 days before an election to start voting is crazy. So yep. basically you've got the mail ballot period, then you've got this early voting period. I mean, it, we we're concentrating on quantity over quality of votes here. It doesn't matter who votes. It doesn't matter. Just get get the numbers as high as possible because yep. I think the, the theory is that conservatives and Republicans vote on Election Day, right? Right. So let's get as many people to vote as possible before that because we think we know how they're going to vote. That's number one. I just think it's crazy. So I want to cut it in half down to it ends up being instead of 20 days, it's 14 calendar days, which ends up being 10 days of early voting instead of 20 which we have now. But more importantly, John, my legislation came to be because of the research that happened while I was doing, I was looking to create this this bill to lessen the period of early vote. And that is, when I got the legislation from Legislative Council, it had to do with mail ballots. And I said, well, what is this? I mean, this is not what I want. I wanted early voting. And they said, no, this look, look at the law. Let's sit down and look at the law. And we did. And John, what people don't realize is right now, there is not quote unquote, early voting in the state of Rhode Island. It's called emergency balloting period. Right. Okay. Right. And so it's not early voting. And why is that so important, John? Because, and I don't want to get wonky on you, but title 17, chapter 20 deals with emergency ballots. Title 17, Chapter 19, deals with elections and all of your election day protections, all of the security measures that are put in place for polling places are in Chapter 19. Emergency ballots are in Chapter 20. So what you have around the state is 39 cities and towns running what I what I what I they agreed with me is unregulated polling places for 20 days before an election. Wow. There's no police. There are no supervisors. That's right. There are no there are no wardens. Nope. There are no poll workers. What we've got, and I'll give you an example in the city of Woonsocket, for 20 days before an election, you've got two people at the board of canvassers, the clerk and the manager, and they're st- sitting there with. The balloting machine, the ballots, the poll pad, the plastic tent that you go vote on, which is a polling place. But there's only two people. And if one person has to go to the bathroom or take a lunch break or actually do board of canvasser business, then you've got one person running a polling place. And, John, Chapter 19 doesn't allow for that. But that's what we're doing for elections in the state of Rhode Island right now. Folks, again, we're speaking with Representative John Brien. And, and Rep, you know, first of all, thank God you're bringing this to light. But I also want to touch on this this notion that that we're calling the mail ballots because let's let's be. I mean, they're they're really not being mailed. It's it's really ballot harvesting drop boxes 
Um, to, the, the Board of Elections, do, do you want to touch on the fact that, I mean, at least they are acknowledging between the Board of Elections and the Secretary of State and that article in the Providence Journal that you're referencing, they have at least at least five people that they believe either on purpose or accidentally voted, possibly voted twice. My question is, how do we know there aren't more people and how do we know that didn't happen in the primary in September? I, that's the problem. We don't. And remember, back in the day when I when I sponsored the voter, voter ID legislation, the argument was always the same. This is a problem. You know, uh, this is a solution in search of a problem. There's no such thing as voter fraud. But then, you know, what they do is they poo-poo this that, oh, well, it could have been five. Well, John, it shouldn't be one. Look, I'm old school. I would love to go back to the day when you and I walked into the polling place yep. and you pulled the lever and the curtain closed sure. and the light came on and you flicked the switches. Yes. Then you knew elections were secure. Right. The idea of these, first of all, the balloting drop boxes, oh. they do this because this what this does is this circumvents mail fraud, right. right? So this way here, you're not utilizing the United States Postal Service. Right. And when someone is harvesting and they're dropping off 250 ballots that they shouldn't be handling to a drop box, well, that's not mail fraud. That's, that's right. just dropping them off in a secure, quote unquote, secure location. Look, I think what, where we're at is... The Board of Elections. Now, the staff came and testified on my bill, the staff, and said, we support Rep. Brand's bill. Great. They like it. The, the, the cities and towns, the, the, the Association of uh, Cities and Town Clerks, they like it. Look, cities and towns don't want to be running elections for 20 days right. before an election. Right. It's ludicrous. And I've got everyone on the same page, John. It should be in Chapter 19. We are not run. They all agree. We are not running secure elections. We're doing this emergency balloting, in, you know, in place of early voting, and we're we're not we're not doing it right. But John, they had to get through the quote unquote let Rhode Island vote act last year. And I've chided my colleagues. I've said, this is the perfect example of haste makes waste. You didn't know what you're doing. You it took me five years to get people to show an ID at the polls. Wow. They transformed elections in one legislative session. They just huh. wanted to jam it through before 20, John. That's right. What type of support are you getting? And give us just give us a feel of, like, what's, what's the mood up there? Are people recognizing that there are these unnecessary loopholes? I, I support you 100%. I commend you for bringing this out. Uh, is there any way the public can get involved? You, you tell us. I, I would say just... Call your representative, call your senator, and let them know that you support my legislation. You support, you know, uh, decreasing the period of early voting, and you support secure elections and securing the early vote period. There are particularly Democrats. Now, here's the thing. People that will say, well, I can't say that publicly, but we should definitely lessen the period of of early voting 20 days is too long yep. but i can't touch that because you know i'm a democrat and i can but there are some democrats and and my, my friend uh doc arthur crevazi yes. he loves it and and he wants there are a number of democrats that will come out charlene lima uh a, a number of people that will come out and say absolutely this is just ludicrous and there are others that will say yes but we ought to do you know but i can't say that publicly Everybody agrees 20 wow. days is too long, John. And it really comes down to the fact that what we've done is we're taking away the civic responsibility of yes. voting. Election Day used to be an event. Yes. Remember that? It was, yeah. it, was, it was an event. And now we're basically saying if you want to apply for a ballot on your computer from your couch and if you can manage to wipe the orange dust off your, your Cheeto-laden fingers long enough to apply for a ballot, we'll mail it to you. You can mail it back, and that'll count. And mm. it ends up being that we're, we're, we're spoon-feeding this notion that, well, if we don't give people 20 days, 40 days, 60 days to vote before an election, we're disenfranchising people. Ridiculous. That's gar it's it garbage. Is. It is. I mean, you, you give people – if you give people – 
10 days, which I still think is too much, I do. 10 days before an election, and you let them apply for mail ballots and send them in, I mean, what more can you do? Right. But this is ridiculous that if we don't give people every opportunity in the world without having to get up off their couch, well, we've disenfranchised them. It's nonsense. I have one final question. I'm going to let you go, folks. Again, it's Representative John Brien. Uh, we are an outlier as far as in Massachusetts and Connecticut. One single person cannot handle more than 10 ballots. Ten's the max. Rhode Island is unlimited. Is there any talk of legislation to at least get us in line with our neighboring states, Massachusetts and Connecticut? Rep, they're having elections. They're not having any problems that we wouldn't have. Is there, is there any talk about getting Rhode Island in line with our neighboring states? There isn't, but now that you've brought that to my attention, John, and I appreciate that because Good. I've been so focused on this other legislation, I will introduce legislation Great. to get us in line with Massachusetts. Oh, I have fantastic. no problems doing that. And look, here's the reality. Rhode Island, as you know, is always reactive and never proactive, except when it's in the wrong things. That's right. So of course we of course we allow unlimited ballots in Rhode Island and they have you know, they, they have governors on that in Connecticut and Mass. But when it comes to economic, you know, economic progress in Rhode Island, we're always behind those states. So we're always ahead in the things we shouldn't be, and we're always behind in the things we should be. And that's why we've got to make change. I mean, that's, that's why it's so important to look at that room and say, I don't think people understand fully the, the, the shift to the far left that the room has taken. That's right. And unless and until, and I don't care, and I mean this, John, I don't care if you've got Democrats who are moderate and are clear thinkers, or you've got Republicans or more independents. We just need people who have the best interest of the state in mind and not this far left ideology, because it's just killing us as a state and it's killing us as a citizenry. Folks, he is Representative Independent John Brian Rep. Thank you again for talking to us, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you for the time, John. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway, it's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs, no matter how big, how small? Contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot. J, letter J, J Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining us right now, one of my siblings, independent columnist, opinion maker, it is Donna Perry. And DJ, let's start off with, in Massachusetts, um, boy, those who ignore history are condemned to repeat it. What we're seeing right now, I mean, Governor Baker, uh, despite the success he had two terms, Something that certainly caused him a lot of problems with public transportation and the T and, you know, suddenly meet the new boss, same as the old boss, and it's Governor Healy and seemingly a lot of the same problems. Yep. And very great to be with you, um, John. So, you know, in the past couple of days, Governor Healy has found herself, as you say, almost a repeat performance, and she has to be making difficult press conferences and defensive statements um, and I think this is just a very, very big deal, especially for this governor, uh, the left side of her party and, and mass transit and it being widely used and having effective mass transit. And a lot of what the progressives push, John, is to get people out of cars. Let's face it. 
Um, These are very connected issues. And so I, I think it's a larger problem for her right out of the gate. She's really, you know, brand new, five months, et cetera. Um, And so what's happened is despite, you know, a lot of talk in the campaign and, and again, that, you know, we're going to lead the country in getting people out of cars and mass transit, you know, and, and the future is not in the automobile. What they're finding is not only I, people are not just, you know, weary of the delays of the T. John, now it's downright unsafe. And what's right. happened, and again, not for crime safety, but something that's very hard for a governor to stand there. They have had just in the recent, I mean, it's not just weekly. It's like several times a week. Um, just these intractable problems of what you have with a very old system in a very colonial old city, let's face it, and the wider suburbs. So, I mean, you had heavy equipment debris literally fall out of the ceiling, some 200-pound crazy metal thing, John, fell right on a woman's head, a young woman, um, you know, this poor 20-something-year-old you know, professional. And so she's in the hospital, I think it was at one of the state Harvard station or something very busy Cambridge. And then you just had, I think two days later and a few days ago where an aluminum piece of the ceiling crashed down and darn mm. near clipped another person's head. So, and these are just small examples. I mean, you know, the list is long and I, I do think, uh, so she spoke, I believe on it, um, in the past day or so. And, you know, it, what's difficult for her also con- going on with all this, and I don't know if, you know, you've caught up with this, but she has now already been facing protesters from the far left. Yep. Some of it is what I call, I'm not against climate change, but they are like <laughs> fanatics and that's yes. the sunshine group. And, yep. you know, they are the, you know, um, just, fanatical she's not going fast they they think everyone in massachusetts would just ride a bicycle um which is never going to happen and they don't want oil heaters in anyone's house and so they're protesting saying she's not going fast enough with what they wanted to see on the streets which is a lot of bike lanes and fewer cars and i'm just saying like in con when you have the context of this mbta that seemingly cannot get fixed, whatever, you know, it's old systems, then Mm. they will shut for several months and they say, we're working on it. Um, Again, the delays are one thing, but people feeling like it's literally, you know, crumbling around them and maybe falling on them is another level of a problem. So, you know, they bedeviled Baker with it. Now it's in her lap. And I do think that for someone of her, you know, progressive aisle profile that she's got to get this right. Um, mm. And there really is no easy fix. So um, that's, it, that's it what you're inc- seeing. Yeah, It's incredible, Donna Perry, that, you know, all the headlines, green line extension maps, people draw updates on marker, my time is being wasted, uh, disabled red line. You know, you're talking about yeah. the brain trust, really, of the world between MIT and Harvard. Good point. And, you know, it is kind of telling. You know what else? One other part before we jump to another topic. But what, as much as they have talked about trying to get people out of cars, which they have and right. so forth. But when you look at just the past couple of years, obviously traffic, you know, dipped down during the pandemic. But now that you have everyone ordering everything online and Amazon yes. and you have Grubhub and you have DoorDash, and you have all these delivery. The fact of the matter is, so you have all these delivery services that are out there, and thus, even you know, if you even if you're getting commuters to try to take public transportation that seems unreliable, right. it doesn't mean that there's less vehicles out on the road. Great point. And John, like the, the age of Uber, that is yes. not going to change. No. You know, um, young people, and you and I have, have young people, you know, sons and daughters of those ages, like they're, those are, that's the Uber generation that's never going back. So there's actually more cars. <laughs> Let's yep. be honest, as you say, an Amazon delivery truck, you know, you have uh, Grubhub, DoorDash and everything else. So I would just say in terms of the poor commuter and when they are in the face of this, and that's what she's facing. So they, they can't get this stuff fixed fast enough. It is just something that has worn down. And I would add, you know, I think um, just quickly, Boston Mayor Wu, Michelle Wu, I would say is really having a mixed uh, term in office. I mean, she has not actually, you know, and obviously the the stuff, the center of the problems 
happen right in the city stations. So, um, you know, it, it's just, uh, it's a very, very large uh, system. They have brought in a, a safety engineer. Well, you sure need that. And so, okay. But um, I just think it's going to be interesting to watch who really can get their arms around it. Folks, again, we're speaking with independent uh, columnist, opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, what we're witnessing right now at the southern border uh, as, you know, the whole element yeah. of, of what the Trump people had, Title 42 is now going to sunset. This is a real desperate situation. And when you're seeing the migrants and they talk about a surge, I, I don't blame Governor Abbott for, you know, shipping those buses of people to Chicago, New York, and they tell them to stop. But this is this is absolutely disgraceful what's happening right now at our southern border. Yeah. And, and John, like, as we know, these are not all, you know, just desperate people leaving, no. you know, like this thing of oh, women and children, you know, they're carrying on their back. You know, you are seeing uh, criminal uh you know, criminal groups and you're seeing um, and people have noted this a whole lot more of like young single males who don't look like a, you know, a beleaguered young family from Guatemala. You know, really and truly, actually, these type of groups, gangs, that has actually the larger representation of what we're seeing. And it is really an open door. And, and I know the Democrats, they didn't like when the Republicans say it's open borders. But John, it's, it, is. it is. You literally yeah. can just like walk into the U.S. and everyone knows that there is not the capability to flag people down. No. I don't, you know, that just and the people sleeping all over the streets of oh, those Texas God. towns, yeah. you know, and then there is this sense from the Biden administration, John, they just want to look the other way. Right. Um, and then the, you know, HHS guy, um, Homeland Security, I mean, and he's, you know, just mumbling these answers to the press that it know, everyone knows they do not remotely have control of it. And it's going to be far worse as the summer unfolds. Um, I don't know where all this is going to end, but it is not at all under control, you no. know. So um, it, and again, I think Biden needs to be held responsible. This is his watch now. That's so right. the idea that, oh, Trump, what Trump did or didn't do doesn't matter now. This is their three years plus in. So, folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today. 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401 401- 739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, in the summertime, spring, fall, mosquitoes, and many other pests. Call today for a free consultation, whether it's for your home or a restaurant. Maybe it's once a year, maybe it's once a month. Call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Residential and commercial, whether it's an office building, a school, a hotel, a restaurant, or your home, call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. We're speaking with independent columnist, it's opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, let's talk about... um, Boy, ABC News, George Stephanopoulos this week. Uh, I mean, Stephanopoulos' own words. This poll is brutal for Biden. You know, you and I have talked about yeah. it. I thought he would put it off, this this announcement of running. But, you know, you've been involved with politics. If you're a Democrat, they, they may say it's early, long way to go. This age problem for him and these polling numbers, the, his age situation is not going to improve. No. And John, like when you when they say a 36 percent approval um, a year and a half out, it, the lowest ever for a president, um, yep. you know, over a year toward reelection as too old and, and more even more damaging and dangerous for them is too feeble. You know, yes. I, I would add that, you know, yet people say, oh, we had an older Reagan, but Reagan looked very like, you know, a strong, robust man and in his prime. Um, right. And we know very sadly later that, you know, what happened to him. But the it, Biden, the, it's the feeble 
too old. And that image is cemented into the psyche of the public. And as you say, that is not, uh, it's not an issue. It's not, oh, you know, we can reverse a scandal. This is not something you can change. And pollsters, JD, you and I know how that works. If they do what they call a quick push-pull, give me one word to describe the individual, people just say old. I mean, it's just like what their impression of him is and or just feeble and like can't do the job. So the way I look at it, though, naturally to me, their only playbook is to have someone they feel is to is to really run against Trump. I think that's like what they that's their playbook to keep him alive for 2024. Um, And they just I think from their perspective, the negatives against Trump with, um, you know, maybe the independents or just maybe more mainstream people in the country could carry them. But I would disagree with that analysis. Uh, Very respectfully, I just would. I mean, I don't know that you can climb out of 36%. The media, I mean, again, this is not conservative media. This is the Washington Post, ABC, reporting this. Absolutely. um, And I just think another thing, John, I would say When you have someone that we know has been, in my view, the cognitive difficulty has been hidden, has not been, records have not been released, the media has not pushed hard enough for them, and a lot can go wrong with a person in his condition, with the magnitude of the job, in 18 months, John. And that's another, that's an unknown, right? Like, will he have a true health emergency? Will he have a cognitive lapse? on camera that could be mm. so dramatic that it can't be ignored or not, yeah. re- you know, really not reported for by the mainstream media. So I think a lot can go wrong. And let's look at this, Donna Perry. I mean, the fact of the matter is they, they do kind of still hide him away in the yeah. whole plan, right? In 2020 was the whole thing of him in the basement. But now what do you do? All numbers are down. He's not eggs is still, you know, so expensive. The inflation is not there. People are upset with the economy. Yep. So so now what do they do? Put him out on the trail? Well, the, the trail is is ripe for a lot of gaffes, a lot of mistakes. I believe right now, I mean, let's just be honest, May of of 23, uh, the, the country is rejecting four more years of, of President this. Biden and of Harris. I think that team. But the question is, what is the Democrat Party going to do? do about it well what are they going to do about it and as you say john though it unlike the 2020 playbook you can't hide the sitting president of the united states yeah um and i would add you and i have talked about this before he is not a great when they talk about a candidate who listens to the advisors my sense is he does not um he can get set off and be very defensive easily um and i think very ornery and i think not only does that make him look every age you know every inch of the age and he seems ornery and like he's he's unsettled by the question we've seen the few times there you know media can really jump on them um and i just think that that stuff is going to get harder to ignore harder to hide um they have a long way to go and naturally of course they're going to say you know he's smooth and experienced and all this other stuff, but that it's nonsense when you think of, you know, his ability to carry out the job. And like I say, I think a lot can happen, obviously, uh, in 12 or 14 months. Between now and then. I just yeah. wonder, Donna Perry, if, if in fact now, you know, as the numbers continue, I know they were all up and hyped up on this thing that they can be Trump, um, and it is looking more and more like a, a, a rematch, but this poll shows that Trump beats him handily and let's talk about that because i mean both of us have been thinking at least I, i'll be the first one i mean i i am not impressed with the decision i think he's had a lot of flubs uh this war with disney is starting to look ill-timed right now if we really want to look at this as a race i i don't see a race it looks president trump is just he's ahead by a mile and what i find interesting before we toss it to you is He's kind of been keeping a low profile the past few weeks. And suddenly, you know, it does put the spotlight on Biden. And look what happens at a poll. Trump's numbers go up and Biden is way down. Right. And and I would say um, a positive for Trump that cannot be ignored or taken lightly was he was viewed as running a solid economy. 
uh, yes. until the pandemic Good took point. hold. I mean, he, yep. he really was running. I mean, you can't even compare, you know, people no. now think who, of that and people just say, you know, what happened to my grocery store? You know, why is yes. everything? And JD, the, the public is really, they are very prickly about that. And that when you talk about, you know, they, they call it kitchen table issues. There's nothing more yep. kitchen table than that. And people remember um, two ninety nine was the price for whatever, you know, or eggs. Right. And now they're paying their $9 and they don't see that going back. And by the right. way, I, I would argue that stuff's never going back. So, mm. you know, there is a lot of that that runs in Trump's favor. And I would say um, just like his base, I mean, I will say, and I'm very critical of Trump and I see all the faults, but he can't be ignored. Just like his no. base, he cannot yes. be ignored. He can't be taken lightly at all. Um, and I do think, you know, that, that the, his team feels slowly but surely that they will somehow swat away all the legal troubles. And if you think about it, nothing has exactly stuck, right? Right. So, you know, I think they can overcome that. That's their view anyway. Um, and there really is his base cannot be ignored. And I think they are less attached to the Republican Party and they're just attached to him. And the idea that, you know, um, they just want to go against whether you want to call it the deep state or whatever. But they his base, although they're shrunken, I think that, you know, the Democrats, when they're honest, John, they have a very weak incumbent Democratic president. Yes. So. I, you're right. I think those polls are notable. Now, DeSantis seems to be right there up in that lane, but we'll see. And he obviously then is going to have his hands full if those two start going full head to head. Donna Perry, finally, uh, Tucker Carlson, obviously huge story. But what do you make of right now? Now, Fox, you know, they're kind of sitting back like, hey, you know, you're not going on television until January of 25. Yeah. And Tucker Carlson is floating out there that he thinks, you know, maybe he wants to try to mount uh, some kind of an operation. He did have the Daily Caller that he had started. But I'm just curious your thoughts right now on on Tucker. I, I, I would think that it's somewhere in between. He can't afford to stay off that long, but you don't want it to me. You know, Glenn Beck tried this huge operation and it you start getting overwhelmed by it by uh, costs and startup costs. Now he's got some strong people behind him, but how do you view right now the situation with Tucker Carlson? Well, you know, and it, it's almost uh, unprecedented of someone of his level and his, you know, ratings that he was dismissed, you know, by the yeah. networks. But, you know, I think there's two very different things that are going to drive how this goes. Number one, now the network Fox you would say on the one hand has the upper hand. They have John, these rock solid, no contact, no compete yes. contract. It is a legally, those are usually yep. a legally, you know, hard cemented yes. document. Okay. So they do have the legal document side yep. of things, but then I would argue there's the Fox audience yes. and, and that's kind of the unknown here. And right. I think that's what Tucker is bargaining on like the mm. Fox audience. Now, again, just like the Trump base, they cannot be ignored. Um, they can't be ignored and they can't be taken for granted. Um, and I would also just throw this out, John, unlike when Fox really began to build as just the major dominant network, you know, there really are now comers in the conservative network, you know, game, I would say, I mean, that no one's at their level. However, you know, when you say a Newsmax or News Nation, you know, it, it, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but they, if they can iron out distribution issues, if they can be widely seen, I'm not saying he's going or needs to do that, but I'm saying that the fact that they exist, that they could draw talent, top talent, is something Fox will have to deal with. Because again, mm. the, the audience loyalty is a separate very important question and i would say someone like tucker is very very conscious of that and very aware of how he might be able to play it so like can they continue to just hold him in this tight spot of you can't go on and air anywhere till after 2025 or in 2025 yeah you know bill o'reilly to some degree donna perry and we'll leave it at that i mean he has had 
some success where it, it, it really comes down to, it's almost like you kind of eliminate the middleman, right? I mean, that's really yeah. what Fox is. They're a middleman. Tucker yeah. wants to reach his audience and whoever it may be. And they're traditional. I think he, I just believe he would view News Nation, Newsmax as just another form of that, but without the audience. Why have the middleman? Why not have you want Tucker? I have the content. Here's how much it costs. Here's what it is a month. I control the content. There's no one that's going to fire me. Right. There's no one that's going to give me a hard time with legal. I think he's going to go more in that direction because let's say i mean i just news nation i mean is he really going to be on the same channel with chris cuomo I true no newsmax do you really want to come back on and then you're still losing i don't think you want that when you start to go off into your own sphere um he's just in a different cat i we'll see we'll see right it's still early folks again she is independent columnist opinion maker donna perry dj great job as always and we will talk to you again great to be with you remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland you can also look for on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skincare. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585 diagonally across from Davenport restaurant. You're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is depietro.com. Well, make no mistake about it. The whole issue regarding drag queens and trans rights, it's happening. It's going on. Meet the press had a piece about it with uh, Tennessee law, first one, with, and 17 other states are looking into it about this whole business regarding, and I, I really don't understand this whole thing with trans and young children. Conservatives have launched a campaign against an art form with a centuries-old history among LGBTQ performers. Many Republican lawmakers and activists argue that drag performers are inherently inappropriate, sexual in nature, and pose a threat to children. A new law in Tennessee restricts performances in public. Repeat offenders could face a felony charge in up to six years in prison. The law is the first of its kind to pass, but may not be the only. There are similar bills being considered in at least 17 states. For Story and her friend who performs under the name Harry Scary, it's begun to feel like their very existence is a political act. The agenda is to just exist and to not and to feel valid. The agenda is to be able to go to the bathroom without having to worry about being punched in the face. And all we can do is say that it's bad and it's wrong and please don't do this to us. Um, But they have found us to be a really effective political tool. Well, but the fact of the matter is no one was complaining about the drag queens that's been going on for quite some time. Where this started to change and where they don't tell the full story is this whole business of drag queen story hour for children, drag queen story hour at libraries, drag queen uh, stories and so forth regarding um, in the schools. That That's where it took on a different tone. I also want to play, you had Senator Dick Durbin, who was on um, CNN over the weekend, and, and Jake Tape, Jack... Uh, Jake Tapper of CNN was getting some pushback for the way that he was questioning uh, Senator Durbin. I want to play some of this sound. Uh, it is a challenge in the Senate Judiciary Committee to do our business. For example, you raised the question of a subpoena, and I haven't reached any conclusion on that. But if we go down that path, we need a majority on the committee. 
Uh, right now, with her absence, it's a 10 to 10 committee, and the majority is not there. And a proxy vote doesn't count in this circumstance. So it's a complicated situation. Talking about Senator I hope Dianne she does Feinstein. what's best for her and her family and the state of California and makes a decision soon as to whether she's coming back. I mean, all due respect, sir, you and your fellow Democrats were very ginger and very polite when it came to Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and not pushing her to retire uh, when you had a Democratic majority in the Senate. How'd that work out for you? How'd that work out for Roe v. Wade? Well, I, I can tell you that... Uh, you can uh, play these out and try to guess what the Supreme Court opinions resulting from it will be. Uh, the bottom line is, though, uh, we have in the past uh, had members of the Senate, I can think of a handful as I'm sitting here, Democrats and Republicans, who've been ab absent because of medical conditions for lengthy periods of time. I want to treat uh, Dianne Feinstein fairly. I want to be sensitive to her family situation and her personal situation. Uh, and I don't want to say that she's going to be uh, put under more pressure than others have been in the past. But the bottom line is the, the business of the committee and of the Senate is affected by her absence. Well, President the fact this, the, the whole reason for this was he is, of course, Senate Judiciary Chairman. But the Feinstein, this comes down to New York Times, New York Times editorial. Senator Feinstein has to act. And again, it comes down to an age thing. Right. She should not be there. This is ludicrous. It's a medical. It's not a medical situation. She physically cannot serve in the Senate. And it's not like she's under the weather. It's not like a Fetterman situation. It's it's because of her age. And at this point, I, I just I fail to see, you know, at what point do people start to realize that maybe the individual is in their staff. Now, keep in mind. So much of this is dictated by the staff. Do you think the staff want to give up their offices, their jobs, their cushy life that they've developed in D.C.? Their meal ticket is hooked to Senator Dianne Feinstein. So to answer the question, does her staff want to give that up? The answer is absolutely not. It doesn't matter what the constituents want. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atman urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atman urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, that's right, in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. You know, it's happening again where there is video in Providence of this woman who clearly is on drugs. And she's going ballistic, and she jumps up onto a UPS truck. And so obviously, you know, police are called. And then she is fighting and biting and kicking three Providence police officers who then manage to finally get her into the, the back of the police car. And the video, it's not my video, but I know the person that filmed it. It was on uh, Branch Avenue near Charles Street. And the... Um, People are commenting on it. And again, some of the comments that people are coming out with are, boy, the mental health crisis is really a problem in this country. And, you know, drugs and mental health. And, and, and let me just state something. They, those are two separate things. There are two separate things. There are people that suffer from mental health problems. And then there are people who, if they did not do drugs, if they didn't do illicit drugs, if they made the if they had decided not to do them, 
they wouldn't have their problems. I fully believe that there are people that if you do large amounts of cocaine over a period of time, you're, you're going to have mental health problems. You're going to cause your own mental health problems. If you decide to start doing meth, again, you're an adult. You decide to start doing it, and then you get hooked on it, and then your behavior is off the walls. I think that could certainly cause some mental health problems, especially, I mean, I've interviewed people over the years that seemingly had somewhat of a normal life, job, family, home, married, and started doing large amounts of drugs and they lost their job and then they lost their house and then they were suddenly divorced and they suddenly had a lot of problems and as a result of that they developed mental health problems they were depressed they were anxious they had anxiety but if someone just says boy there's mental health problems in this country you you, you can't get away from the fact that people are choosing to do these drugs much like you know i knew someone that had a gambling problem I, I interviewed him right he wasn't really a friend of mine but he started to gamble um and he he you know like so many times gets into debt and then started stealing money for the gambling addiction but it began with he started gambling and then would not stop gambling now again you can go into gamblers anonymous it's an addiction. I, I believe all of that. But let's, let's not get away from the fact that these are free will type things. I would, um, for many years, I would raise money and interview children and their, their parents at Hasbro Children's Hospital. And you're interviewing and parents of a little four-year-old boy that developed cancer. Now, that is something he didn't, you know, he hadn't, wasn't out in the sun. It's not like he didn't go to the doctor. He wasn't smoking. He was a young child who had developed an unusual rare form of cancer. I mean, there are people that come down with diseases that are not of their own making. And there, there are plenty of examples of that. I don't need to list them all. But don't compare that. And there are people that their entire life, they have a chemical imbalance. They're, they're depressed they have various conditions that with the proper medication, hopefully they can then lead a normal, productive life. Something that doesn't help it is drugs. And especially the deeper people go into drugs. You know, as I've said in the past, I used to work in a nightclub. I'd see the people that would, some people would start to drink, some people would start to drink every night. Then they'd start drinking every day. I'd see the people that come in and go to a show. And then maybe occasionally they would smoke a little pot. Then you had people that would start to smoke a lot of pot. And then they'd start to smoke hash. And then they'd decide they want to try mescaline or mushrooms or acid or whatever. And then move on to harder drugs for an even stronger high. Again, they're deciding to do these things. And then many of them, because of the effects of the drugs, because of the impact it had on their life, they then had, they weren't carefree, happy-go-lucky. They developed some mental challenges, so to speak. But you can't lump the two of them in. Now, it is totally true that there were a number of people that were given pain medication and then they became addicted to OxyContin, 100%. And, and there, that is no question that did happen. But there were some people that did Oxy and they didn't get addicted. <laughs> they didn't get addicted to it. So, but everybody's not in that boat. This woman yesterday, that seems like, I, I mean, I don't know, but it seems like a meth user. Someone who's just completely off the walls. But that could be a perfectly normal person. I don't know. I'm sure now, if you've been living on the street, and you've been doing meth, I, I can't imagine you're in a perfectly normal state of mind. And as I've mentioned in the past, we have a big problem with young, young men that are bipolar, young men that suffer depression, young men that are, or people that are schizophrenic. They should not be using illicit drugs. They should not be smoking pot. 
They should not be drinking. Um, maybe it's, it's unfortunate, but that's just something they're going to have to pass up in order to, it's just going to lead them to more problems. But this whole business of mental health equals, it's the same as people that have a drug problem. There's a huge, there are people that are choosing to use illicit drugs. They're not addicted yet. They were choosing to do that. Some people went to work yesterday. Some people were supposed to go to work and they ended up at Twin River. Choices. Drove there. Decided to gamble. Probably didn't win. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area, there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather, they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge. This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code, your best lawn ever guaranteed it's lawn doctor of rhode island you can call them 401-392-1025 but log on to their website lawn doctor.com 